ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a new and improved Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This week, we'll be hosting our very first Big Dogs, which is our version of the Slammy Awards. We will celebrate the very best of professional wrestling in 2019 by discussing our choices. Joining me on today's show is Sam and Chen. How are you doing, gentlemen? I'm doing uh, very, very well. It's it's just been Christmas. It wasn't as shit as I thought. Um, and so, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Also, that, Wrestle Kingdom was on Sunday and it was fucking awesome. That was Sam, by the way, guys. And Chen, how are you? First of all, Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year as well. Yep, I'm doing good. I haven't actually caught up with Wrestle Kingdom yet. So I've kind of mostly avoided spoilers. But other, other than that, yeah, it's been pretty good. Can't. So far, what is it? Seven days in to New Year's? Been yeah. good? Yeah. Yeah, uh, only like an Australian bushfire and Donald World Trump War World War Three, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and mean Brexit. And uh, apart from that, you know, uh, some some great wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom are here. Yeah, uh, any wrestling's been bloody great. Any recommendations, Sam? Uh, no spoilers, just because I haven't seen it either yet. No, no spoilers. Just watch Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. They have Ooh. put on what will be probably the best match of the year already. And we are four days in. It's incredible. Absolutely mental stuff. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Dave Meltzer will break his star rating system again. Anyway, gentlemen, I have um, something to ask. Um, as you might be aware that I am the very sexy lad that I am. Uh, I'm on the dating scene. And, oh. uh, ooh, yeah, mm, very sexy. And... Uh, I got a message earlier this week from a girl and we we're just talking about stuff. And one of the things was like, Oh, so what are your hobbies? And one of the things I mentioned is doing this podcast and which case she goes, Oh, so the memes about podcasts and dating apps are true. Then do you know uh, what this meme is? What? Like, I, I'm, no. like, like <laughs> boys memes podcasts, you know, like, is, is it, no, I I know that, well, my experience has been lots of people have, like, their profile is like, I live in London, also I fucking love podcasts, here's a huge list of all the podcasts, mm. so, like... Yeah. But I've, I've never seen anyone being like, I do a podcast as a hobby, as, like, a regular thing. Everyone likes hiking and travel, man. Yeah. No, that is actually true. That is actually true. But it's, it's kind of weird, because, yeah, as you said, like, everyone puts down, I love podcasts. And I was like, yeah, I host a podcast. And they get really excited, right? It's like... Yeah, that's the idea. Like, like, yeah. it, like, like, it's the rock band of today. It's like, ooh, you're smart. And then I tell them it's professional wrestling, and they go, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, half the time is like, well, you know what? That's still fucking cool that you do a podcast. And the other half of the time, they're just like, ah, oh, don't ask me to listen. And I'm like, I wasn't going to ask you to anyway. Like, you know, I'm not going to enforce a hobby down your throat. Like, we know we haven't even met yet. Um, yeah, bit much. Or do they think you're on the dating app to like promote the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, little insight knowledge that i got from spotify 95 percent of the users are male so i'm basically you know hitting the right target audience by going for five percent female audience and just hoping to you know hit on the odd one on the well, odd tinder to, um you you're know. doing you're trying to broaden our our listener base so that we appeal yeah. to 
both genders. Look, I want to increase. We we have more listeners from California than there are actually women listening. I mean, uh, how depressing is uh, that? Uh, the thing is, is as we know, uh, as Jason's book, Women Love Wrestling, coming to you uh, bookshops soon. I fucked that plug up really bad. Uh, yeah. I was going to make a joke about how Jason's book title is Women Love Wrestling, and then say available in shops near you, but I it. All the words just came out in the wrong order. So, listener, what I'd like you to do is make the correct joke in your head and then laugh appropriately. Sorry, I was laughing at Sam's joke. Yeah, also, bro, thanks, everyone. Yep. Just say this. You're on Spotify. I think oh, that will my... help in the dating scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to comment because I did tell this girl that I will send the link to this podcast afterwards about the joke I made. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Emily. Uh, <laughs> He's a monster, Emily. Stay, stay away from him. Yeah, I'm so single for a reason. He has dead cats under his bed. <laughs> none of these, none of these things are true. I'm lying. Bro's a great guy. And has no dead animals anywhere, taxidermied or otherwise. I live above a Thai restaurant that has taxidermied animals as its decor. Oh, that's appealing. That's what you want when you're eating no, nice Thai food. I know, it's just like, mmm, <laughs> do you want a pad Thai? No, there's a stuffed fox right there. It's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Like, what Think kind of... a vegetarian, of... yeah. I had to go in there once to retrieve my old phone. Just, ugh. It was just like, am I in a zoo? Am I eating Thai food or am I fetching my phone? I do not know. Um, yeah, it was just... It's the perils it's just of the, the wilds just, of Hammersmith. Yeah, and also, you know, I mean, pronouncing Broderick is hard enough for those who speak English fluently. God help everyone else that doesn't. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> it, it took five minutes to retrieve my phone. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's my name. That That's my name. And like, ah. Uh, countries that where they don't have much difference between r and l in their language that must mm. be interesting yeah no I, I just mean in general it's just like uh why couldn't i be called why couldn't i be called dave you know sam sam That's, yeah i've got i've got two friends who have interesting like weird first names and when they go to coffee shops and order takeaways they just use sam because it's way easier nobody gets it wrong <laughs> yeah i i tend to use um celebrity names or character names um I, I nearly went to starbucks recently and said jeffrey epstein but i thought probably not huh. <laughs> um anyway <laughs> anyway so let's get to it the big dogs so how this will work is i will reveal the five nominees uh, in some cases it will be more than five for each award and then we'll have a quick discussion on each category before revealing the results the five or more nominees were ranked on a points-based system polling all six regular members of the podcast including us three today as well as jason mike and chris uh so there is some mathematics and statistics behind uh my madness so gentlemen let's kick things off with match of the year and the nominees are cody versus dustin rhodes at aew double or nothing Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls for the NXT Championship at NXT Takeover New York. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned match at AEW Full Gear. John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii from New Japan G1 Climax Day Six, and Volta versus Tyler Bate for the UK Championship at NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. What do you think of the nominees, gentlemen? I mean, yeah. That's all the good matches that happened this year. 
all five good matches. All, all five of them. No, there was definitely more than five good matches. It was actually yeah. really hard. Um, this this one being the in-ring worker, uh, and I followed the G1 extremely closely, so it was very hard for me to not just be like, I don't know, Tai Chi versus John Moxley, G1 day three or whatever. There's so many good matches, so I just had to pick one for my list, and that was obviously Moxley versus Ishii. That was my personal match of the year anyway. Yeah, there, there was a few uh, G1 nominations uh, uh, throughout. Uh, there was quite a few New Japan nominations, which was quite refreshing. But, uh, uh, you know, and surprising a lack of AEW nominations as well, which uh, I, I guess with only a few shows under the belt, it's not that surprising. But, uh, Chen, what was your favourite match of the year? Um, looking at the card, my surprise match of the year that I thought was going to be like a dead match and I had no interest in but was really really amazing was Cody versus Dustin Rhodes mm. but um my favorite match of the year was John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in the unsanctioned match at really yeah really? so uh why do you think Moxley versus Omega I think it's well one it was just like oh you know Dean uh John Moxley was still kind of new to coming out of his wwe contract and it was just like in my mind a dream match like oh a top guy of wwe at the time versus a top guy in the independence or new japan and that finally happened and it happened in like an amazing crazy brutal match yeah i i yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, like, uh, I absolutely adored John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. I know it put some people off, like, with the amount of uh, violence. And there was a couple of things that were a little um, OTT, like the mouse the mouse trap thing. But the, apart the from barbed that, wire trampoline? I don't mind the barbed wire trampoline. Listen, like, listen, I'm all yeah. for gore and blood. Mm. As long as they both willingly sign their life away, then I'm all for it. If it was against their will, then obviously it's not great but they signed up for this they put in a great match and i feel like one thing about john moxley he can be himself since since he went independent yeah yeah i i absolutely agree and we'll probably touch more on uh, john moxley later in the show uh sam your favorite match was a john moxley match and i believe it was uh the other match in this nominated list Yes, John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii, uh, which was uh, the G1 Climax Day 6, one of the B blocks. It was just a, a regular tournament match. For people who don't know, uh, the G1 is like a 21-day long wrestling kind of league format tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like loads and loads of matches from loads of top guys. Tomohiro Ishii always puts in a stunning performance. He's an incredible and massively underrated wrestler, I think. And then John Moxley uh, is obviously John Moxley, as we were previously discussing. He's great. So this this one had it all. Um, it had you know going to the outside people going through tables. Tomohiro Ishii hit a frog splash off of uh, the apron to the outside, which is, he's not, he just lariats people. He's not really like a top rope kind of guy. So it, it, you know, had surprises as well. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was a great wrestling match. I thought it was going to be good and it was better than that. Yeah, when I saw this, uh, when when I saw this on the card, I was like, "Yes, please! This is like two hard-ass bastards wanting to fight each other, and you know, lovers of violence and hard-hitting and strong style, hardcore wrestling." I, I mean, 
yeah, this was in my top five uh, of the year as well. Uh, that's how much I really enjoy, enjoyed that match. And I don't watch that much G1 in comparison to, say, you and Mike. Uh, my favourite match of the year is a bit of personal bias because I was there at the event, uh, NXT TakeOver New York. But uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls of the NXT Championship. It's more of a personal thing for me, but I literally have never marked out so much in my life uh, at a match at a live event, um, I would it be number one um, if I if I wasn't there? I don't know. Uh, Jason, for the record, he was there and he put it as his tenth favorite match of the year. So um, there's a bit of insight. So maybe maybe I'm showing a little bit of bias, but it was a tremendous match. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I I can't actually remember watching it. That show was good. But so for you, it was like a proper people asking you if you were ill for the week afterwards because you were screaming so much. Uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, funny enough, I watched more wrestling the following morning. Um, and that was like an hour long subway journey. So it was like not too ill, but uh, yeah, literally I was just out up and down off my seat, just like thinking who is going to leave with the title. And I also had a bet on it with one of my friends. I said Adam Cole would win. He said Johnny Gargano, and obviously I lost. But I couldn't be more pleased to lose as Gargano has uh, been one of my favorite wrestlers in NXT. Uh, let's talk about Cody versus Dustin, Walter versus Tyler Bate briefly before uh, revealing the winner. Um, Cody versus Dustin, on average, was probably like across the board most loved between us. Uh, what do you think that is, Chad? Well, one, like, you know, you... Dustin, you expect him to be at his end of his career, not to put in a good performance, because you know everyone's associated with him with the Goldust character, like yeah. a comedy character. So when they did the whole brother versus brother angle, I think people were just like, oh, this is just a retirement match for Dustin. It's not going to be anything special. It's probably going to be the toilet break for that pay per view. But my God, was I so wrong? Like. Just the psychology alone in that match was amazing. And yeah, Dustin yeah. could still go. That's the funny thing. Like, he could still really, really wrestle. He was just as good as his brother in that match. I think I think both brothers put on a phenomenal show. Uh, I didn't... I think the reason why I downmarked it on my top 10 list uh, it was just... Uh, <clears throat> Just, just like the absolute ending where they embraced. I wasn't a fan of that considering the bloodbath that just ensued. I think it could have been saved for a reunion at Fighter Fest, maybe. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, that, that was the only down bit to to me. But as a match itself, it was absolutely terrific. See, uh, I, I think we talked about that bit on a previous podcast. And yeah. I think, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I still, I would say uh, what I said at the time, which is I think, yeah, that that for me worked. That's why I put it so high up my list because all the emotion of that got to me. If you know, if you are a brother or you have a brother, you've had a fight with him that has been probably close to cutting him or killing him in some way. That's just how you grow up, uh, and you can go from like I'm going to kill you to like hugging it out and crying in seconds when it's your family. I think so. It made sense to me. Absolutely. And lastly, let's just talk Volta versus Tyler Bate. Is this the best David versus Goliath, ma- Goliath match that we've seen like in the past decade or so? Because I can't think of 
anything better in terms of big man versus small man uh, in a long, long time. No, indeed. I, I think they had this match at the Progress Wembley show uh, the year before, and this mm. was like the perfect version of, of that match. Volta, is, he's like a carder, right? He doesn't do big, complicated stuff, but everything he does looks absolutely vicious. And Tyler Bate is uh, um, an absolute beast in the ring as well. So, yeah, together this was like fireworks. Cool. So I'm just going to... Rank. Uh, I'm just going to announce him a ranking from fifth to first. Uh, basically, I'll announce the points with it as well. Uh, each nomination, top nomination from each person got 10 points. Their lowest nomination got one point. So we all did a top 10. And here's the, like, we just added up the points and the winner has the most points. So, uh, obviously. So uh, with 17 points at fifth place was Moxie versus Ishii. With 24 points and fourth place was Moxie versus Omega. In third place, with 26 points, was Volta versus Tyler Bates. And there's only one point in between the top two. Cody versus Dustin got 37. But the winner is Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole with 38 points. Um, so, yeah, Gargano versus Cole is the winner. Uh, just for context, me and Chris gave it our top match. Sam, you obviously had Moxie versus Ishii and Chen, Moxie versus Omega. Uh, Mike gave the women's war game match 10 points, the only nom- the only nomination for that match, and Jason gave Cody versus Dustin uh, the full 10 points. So there you go. Uh, let's move on to in-ring worker. And the nominations are Adam Cole, Cody, Daniel Bryan, Johnny Gargano, Kazuchika Okada, Pete Dunne, and Will Ospreay. Chen. Who did you vote for as your top superstar of the year? I put Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And Sam? Uh, I had Okada down uh, as my top in-ring worker. You see, this is amazing. Within this top seven, uh, there's six different different votes at the uh, top. So it's quite quite interesting. Uh, Let's start with the one that didn't, but is in a very good chance. That's Cody. A lot of love for Cody Rhodes, but uh, didn't get 10 points. Uh, What do you think that is, Sam? Um, I think because, uh, well, he is, this is the in-ring worker award, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's not particularly flashy or anything, uh, but like he tells an incredible story. So I mm. think sometimes he, his his like actual move execution can be a bit sloppy, or he misses marks. He's not like the perfect. He's not Ricochet, but like in terms of storytelling, there's probably nobody better uh, yep. in, in getting you to have, feel emotion during his matches. You know. Ooh, that's debatable. Let's uh, flip that over to Chen. Do you think Daniel Bryan's better at showing emotion or Johnny Gargano, which is my top pick? I think, yeah, Bryan is. And Mm. I think the only reason I would put it down to is more years in wrestling business than Gargano. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Working the WWE system as well. Oh, very interesting. So, you th- so uh, what do you think about that, Sam? Do you think which one do you think is better, Gargano or Brian? Just in terms of like in a storytelling in-ring aspect. So, I'm not sure if I'm the best person to ask this question because I think we've discussed on the podcast before. Uh, it, Johnny Gargano is someone who I understand why people enjoy him, but because I personally don't follow NXT really at all, apart from the big shows, I am not as invested in him or the stories he tells as 
most other people. So I can Shame. see where other people see that, but I don't Shame. see it myself. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> uh, whereas, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan is and always has been incredible in any promotion that he's wrestled in. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Bryan is fantastic. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, all, all seven men in this list are absolutely fantastic. But let's uh, touch upon your top pick, uh, Kazuchika Okada. Uh, why did you give him um, 10 points, Sam? Uh, he's the greatest IWGP heavyweight champion of all time. Okada is a man who is so good in the ring that one of his signature moves is a fucking dropkick. And when he hits it, the crowd goes mad. That's like... To, to be able to execute such a simple move so perfectly speaks volumes to his storytelling ability. Also, uh, like he's been, he's defended the title, I think 20 odd times now, but if you watch those matches back, there are moments in those matches where you still believe that the other person could win the match. When we saw uh, him versus Minoru Suzuki at yep. Royal Quest, it, Everyone knew that match really was just like a marquee that had been put on for the British fans because Suzuki's quite popular over here. But then during the match, there were moments where the whole crowd were on their feet believing that Okada could actually lose the belt. This could be the one. Suzuki could do it. Uh, that speaks to his skill, telling a story over the course of a match. I don't think there's anyone that does that better in the world. Yeah. And speaking of New Japan, let's talk about Will Ospreay briefly. He's had a terrific year. Yeah, I had him as my number two as well. Um, like, I think he's going to eclipse Okada when he, as he grows into his career, does more heavyweight stuff. Yeah, I agree. I th the best of Super Juniors is great. His G1 performance, uh, you know, like some of his stuff in there was also very, very good. So uh, we definitely look forward to seeing more Will Ospreay. He always does, tries to steal the show at Russell Kingdom as well, which I'm very appreciative for. Um, let's talk a bit about NXT, Chen. Adam Cole and Pete Dunn. Uh, um, talk about their greatness. Uh, how, how highly do you rate Adam Cole as an in-ring worker? I rate him very, very highly. Mm -hmm. Like I've been following him probably like two years before he joined NXT. Obviously, with the whole being the elite click thing going on that he was part of. Yeah. Um, and I always knew this guy was going to be a big star and everything like that. And you know. He has a great faction to go with him with the Undisputed Era. And who was the other wrestler, sorry? You... Uh, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. I'm, I'm much more of a bigger fan than Pete du of Pete Dunne than Adam Cole. Mm. I think maybe just because I'm from the UK, I'm just being a bit more biased. But I understand that um, star power-wise, Adam Cole is the, the bigger fish for NXT. Yeah, I, I think uh, Adam Cole's had a terrific year, as with uh, Johnny Gargano, like breaking the melts of star rating for the first time, which is impressive for any uh, superstar in the WWE promotion, even in even on NXT. Uh, five and a half stars for Takeover New York, and five and a quarter for Takeover Twenty Five. Uh, both well deserved. Um, excellent trilogy of matches. Um, so, you know that that's why they were highly rated by me as well. Um, so do you guys have anything additional to say? Um, I'd just like to give an honorable mention to Jay White. I know you guys probably don't watch New Japan as much as me, so you won't like, like he's, he is to you what Johnny Gargano is to me, I think. Yeah. In that, like, you don't follow it, so you're not as invested in the things. Oh. I mean, I'm, I, I do love Jay White. I do love Jay White. I think, like, I, I think he's improved a lot. Like, I, 
I mean, there's so many great in-ring workers. It's very. I mean, I don't. For instance, I don't have Daniel Bryan in my top ten. So that, 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 that's how like great. I mean, there's. Whew, let me just. I think there's like 34, no, 29 between us for this category. That's how like diverse uh, a list that we came up with between us. So, you know, but Jay White was in there and, you know, he, he's up and coming. And uh, I think he's got a terrific, I mean, his matches have been great. I don't even know if it's fair to call him up and coming anymore. He's been heavyweight champion and IC champion about five times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I don't see him as a main eventer, but that we'll leave that for a later, later discussion. So yes, indeed, uh, yeah. the reason, can I just say the reason I put Daniel Bryan as mm-hmm. my in-ring worker, um, yeah. is because we got to see both sides of Daniel being a face and a heel this year. Yeah. I think so that, different psychology in the ring. Yeah, I, him. yeah, it's just uh, I I don't disagree. I think he's had some terrific matches this year. It's just uh, with all the talent, it's just hard to yeah. hard to. This one was very difficult to whittle down to ten. So uh, many good wrestlers. So many good wrestlers. Like the in ring work gets more and more phenomenal each year. So without further ado, in joint fifth position was Pete Dunn and Daniel Bryan with fifteen points. In fourth place was. Cody with 24 points. In third place was Adam Cole with 26 points. In second place was Kazuchika Okada with 34 points. And in joint first, yep, we have a joint winner. Wow. Johnny Gargano and Will Ospreay with 35 points. Boy, um, now there's oh. a match I want to see. Uh, so Will Ospreay got, I, I screwed up earlier. I said there were six different uh 10-point nominations. Uh, Will Ospreay got two 10-point nominations. Uh, I gave 10 points to Johnny Gargano. Uh, yeah, we and Mike gave 10 points to Adam Cole. So that's where uh, the 10 points all lie. So yeah, Johnny Gargano and Will Ospreay, joint in-ring worker winners. Both well-deserved. they'll never meet in the ring. <sighs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. With, with enough money, it's possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to Mike Worker, shall we? Uh, only five nominations here. Becky Lynch, Bray Wyatt, Chris Jericho, Cody, and MJF, a.k.a. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, let's start with you, Sam. Uh, you gave 10 points to MJF, I believe. Yeah, I mean... I think MJF on the mic is like Okada in the ring, right? You know he's going to be a slimy shit. Mm. And yet, and you're you're kind of expecting it. It's like, come on, say something horrible. And then he says something and you actually do find yourself thinking, you're a real fucking prick. I actually hate you. Like, he, he, he even though you know that he's playing a character, he sticks to it perfectly. He's he's just fantastic on the mic. And if you haven't seen the the documentary about his, like, backstory that's on youtube uh, i think we've mentioned it before go and look it up just put mjf documentary into YouTube. oh my goodness it's, it's so incredible good. yeah i yeah. mean i mean mjf is like ec3 evolved um you know he does everything that ec3 did in impact but with the stuff that he does documentary his touring uh, when he does like starcast like you have to pay the most and you're not allowed to touch him i just think he's an absolute genius of uh mic work promo work uh and character work that uh he deserves to be recognized uh chen you gave 10 points to chris jericho yeah for me it was a very hard choice it was either between 
Chris Jericho or Becky. Mm. But I went with Jericho because, uh, well, he's the first AEW champion. Anything he seems to say, it just seems to be like very, very trending online. Yeah. And so, for example, a little bit of the bubbly. Like anything he says that come out of his mouth is always pure gold, and you're always, always going to remember it. Yeah, he's a catchphrase machine. Little, yeah. little bit of the bubbly, the champion. He's uh, just made the just, list. Drink it in, man. Like just everything he does is like gold. Um, there's no dis- he. I mean, he is. Could we argue that Chris Jericho is the greatest of all time? I mean, I think he would definitely argue that he was the greatest of all time. In fact, didn't he have that as he as a gimmick when he was in New Japan? That was what he was trying to put over. I think I think he's been, I think he's been trying to be putting that over for years. Uh, yeah, yeah, since best in the world of what I do, uh, but I mean, he, he he's approaching that level. Um, Chen, let's also t- touch upon Becky Lynch, uh, the only female nominee in the mic worker category. Um, she's had a terrific year. Um, but do you think her mic work's gone downhill slightly over the past year? And is that I, why you only gave her nine instead of ten points? I mean, so one of the things is, is like I can't exactly remember. I, I would enjoy Becky's promos when I watch them. Mm. But like a week later, I'll forget what she's talking about or two weeks later. And the thing is, as well, it's like you said, I feel like her... Her promos have been toned down a bit, like in the last few months. Whereas mm. when she was, when it was WrestleMania season, she was just on fire and fire and fire. Like I was just watching her promo again with John Cena earlier on today, and just thinking how great she was. Uh, oh, that that promo was yeah. so brilliant! But that, I, I missed that from her. I wish. I wish yeah. I'd put her higher up my list, actually, that I was going to say when you mentioned her. I, I put her fairly low down, and that was wrong. I'd completely forgotten about the fact that that women's triple threat main event in WrestleMania this year, somehow, and that segment where um, they got into the backstage brawl, they put them in the back of the cop car, and then she's, yeah. like, kicking Ronda Rousey in the face and shouting, kiss my foot, you little weirdo, at her. <laughs> Top quality stuff. I forgot yeah. all about that. I wish I'd put her higher. I, I, th- I think the Lacey Evans thing uh, affected her, the boyfriend thing affected her, but I think she got some of her mojo back recently with the, the likes of working with Asuka and Sasha Banks. Um, you know, I think... Well, I think- mean, bad booking killed an otherwise on-fire character in the WWE? I know, God. right? And it's just like it was just like Daniel Bryan feuding with Kane after Mania. It's like, oh my Jesus. god! Like I've I've never seen so much love for a wrestler uh, when I went to New York. Like just, uh, I mean, Kofi Mania was huge, but the love for Becky was even bigger. It was it was insane. And uh, to think to think uh, like the beginning of 2018, she was a nobody. She was almost like a nobody at that point. To like now is incredible. So uh, kudos to her. Uh, let's talk Bray Wyatt. Because yeah, so this because was he, he received reason. two ten two ten point nominations, including one from yours truly. It's a close one between me, uh, him, and Chris Jericho, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, what were you going to say, Sam? I was just going to say it's an interesting one because, uh, like the mic working or the definition of mic worker, I think I on the mic, like in ring promos from Bray Wyatt, they've been all right. Yeah. But the the what really has put him to the top. He was third for me. Uh, is the Firefly Funhouse? Like he's at, there's nothing else like it in wrestling. He's absolutely smashed it out of the park. 
I think it's the only like video that like the video like promos that they do that they show live to the audience that really get that, that really got over in recent years. Like you can hear the reactions like from fans inside arenas just whenever he's doing something like freaky. Um yeah, but Firefly Funhouse yeah. is one of the most inventive uh, bits of promo work I, I have seen in a long time. Mate, um, when I went to uh, Rora MSG, I, yeah. I was coming back from the toilet when the Firefly Funhouse jingle started and people were running. Like, people were leaving their beers at the concession stands and running back into the arena because they didn't want to miss it. And most of the time it was just like, coming up later, it's the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I, did I that was for, running as well. I, I did that for The Undertaker, uh, the Barclays Center, but Bray Wyatt, I think I would just like pissed myself rather than just, you know, even even chance it. Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you gotta see a medicine square garden, I'm so jealous. Yeah, lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, well, the just, reason just I MSG didn't, and wrestling, man. Yeah, the sorry. reason I didn't put Bray high enough in my list is because I still believe like you said Mike Worker, I feel like you still need to be in the ring and with the audience. Because yeah. it's easy to cut a promo when you're behind a video camera I, I, and being yeah. in front of thousands of people. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think, you know, next year we'll probably just change it because there was a bit of confusion internally about whether it's just might work or whether it should be promo. And, um, you know, I think that's resulted in some superstars being rated higher and some being rated lower. Um, so, you know, I think we'll next year we'll expand that to promo work. Um, but, yeah. Um, I can't disagree with the criticisms that both you and uh, Sam have made. So let's uh, go into the top five then. At fifth place with 31 points, Becky Lynch. Uh, fourth place with 36 points is Cody. And third place with 37 points is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, second place is Bray Wyatt with 42 points. And the winner is Le Champion. He is Le Champion of this category, Chris Jericho. Who once tweeted this podcast? Actually, twice tweeted this podcast. Yeah, so, uh, because you so no, no bias. Steaks. Yeah, I, I really wanted some Omaha steaks, but they don't, <laughs> they, they don't deliver us on North America. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> God damn food food regulations. You know, once we leave the European yeah. Union, the only benefit I'll get is hopefully some uh, Omaha steaks. Omaha steaks <laughs> <laughs> and coronated chicken. Anyway, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, just for the record. Uh, Chen, you gave Jericho 10 points. Sam, you gave MJF 10 points. Chris also gave MJF 10 points. And me and Mike gave uh, Bray Wyatt 10 points. And uh, Jason gave 10 points to David Starr. So an honorable mention for the King of the Indies. Um, oh, yeah. He is very good on the mic. I just hadn't seen him. I haven't seen him do a promo this year, basically. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, I completely forgot. But yeah, he he is very good on the mic. I saw seen him a couple of times. And he does get the crowd worked up so anyway let's move on to comeback of the year and the nominations are bray wyatt dakota kai john moxley roman reigns and tommaso champa this is a very interesting one because uh there's a bit of um a bit difficult with one returning from cancer one returning from severe neck injury one returning from knee injury and yet we have two different character changes. Let's start with the character changes. Sam, you gave 10 points to John Moxley. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, for me, that he's been the breakout star. I like, I, he, when he was in WWE, he was someone I wanted to like because I liked mm. his like attitude, but his character was so fucking lame. Like so, I, he yeah. came out and cut a promo about wanting breakfast for dinner. And I just thought, you're an idiot, mate. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, when did you, because you had a long gap, when did you get back into WWE? Uh, so it was after The Shield had split up. The first, ah. um, yeah, so I think it was 2015 Rumble was really when I started watching it properly again. Oh, man. I, see, I loved I loved Dean Ambrose in 2015, uh, like, up until about 2016, but they they should have put the WWE Championship on him instead of Roman, who, who deserves it now, and uh, Seth Rollins, who... I, I've never been convinced by as a main eventer. Uh, Dean Ambrose, I thought, was the guy. And yeah, I completely agree with his stuff now as John Moxley in uh, AEW and New Japan. He is one of the fucking coolest people in, in professional wrestling. Oi, mate. When you hear the... In, if you're watching a New Japan show and you hear the, the motorbike go off, oh, everyone yeah. goes nuts. Even the Japanese fans are standing up to try and see where he's coming in, and that's a big deal. If you yeah. can get Japanese fans to get off their feet, off their asses and onto their feet, yeah, I mean, I wish he was in New Japan full time. No offense to like AEW, but his stuff in New Japan this year has Boy. been far more awesome. Uh, from G One to the United States Championship run to stuff with Shota, like De- Death Rider John Moxie is just one of the coolest characters. Um, the other comeback of sorts, but it's more of a character change is uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, Jason and Mike gave us 10 points. Uh, what, what do you think of uh, the complete shift in the feed? Uh, sorry, Bray Wyatt. Chen, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, okay, so obviously there's two sides to Bray Wyatt, like his Firefly Funhouse bit, mm-hmm. and then obviously his how he comes into the ring. He's still being the same character in a way with the mask and everything, right? Yeah. Um, so I just think promo wise obviously bray hasn't changed completely changed which is good it's very it's one of the best things probably is the best thing in wwe right now but his actual wrestling ability is still the same to me it's not like there's new new no different moves apart from his finisher yeah. yeah, I kind of thought that too, actually. Like wh- when he re-debuted, was it Hell in the Cell where they had the red Hell Summer in the Cell Slam. match? Yeah. Or was that SummerSlam? You can never tell when a Hell, Hell in a Cell match is anymore. That is... Anyway, yeah, that yeah. match. Hell in a Cell is at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> but, but then also it's sometimes at WrestleMania or it's also as apparently at SummerSlam. Um, mm. But yeah. The SummerSlam was his debut match as The, the Fiend. Against, yeah, because um, he took out Finn Balor. Yeah. What was the Hell in a Cell? Oh, was that Seth a match? Rons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was at Hell in a Cell. Okay. Yeah. It's confusing. Stop having pay-per-views named after stipulations, WWE. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I think everyone was expecting him to have much more of a brutal move set, which he kind of did, but only because he was no-selling stuff. He didn't debut a new, like any new signatures or anything like that, which I guess I felt a bit disappointed by, but everything else kind of made the up for it. The Claw? Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry, I forgot finisher. he does the Mandible Claw now. Finisher, apart from yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I get, you. I, I, I get you, I get you. Like, um, he wasn't that high on my list either. Let's Can I, about... Should I give you another example? It's like Kevin mm-hmm. Owens coming, but coming back, but he just adds a new finish finisher, which is the stunner. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot Kevin Owens came back. Yeah. I was like, someone nominated Kevin Owens. It was you, Chen, who nominated. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was weird. Anyway. He came back as that super baby face and cut that absolutely killer promo, and then nothing happened. Uh, I don't know. He's not even nominated. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
the two like major NXT injuries was Tommaso Ciampa, Dakota Kai, which happened earlier this year. Ciampa, it cut in short the uh, rivalry Johnny Gargano, but coming back as a face, and Dakota Kai uh, coming back as a face, operating as a tag team with Tegan Knox and then turning heel at War Games. Uh, do any of you want to touch base briefly on these returns? I mean, yeah, it was it was so sad when Ciampa got um, taken out. Yeah. Uh, cause his food with Gargano was so hot and everything like that. It could have carried on and everything, and then to put everything on a halt. And once you put something on a halt, like a storyline, it's hard to revisit a couple of months down the line. In my yeah. opinion, so it's good that he came back, not as a heel but as a face. Yeah, I think he turned face at the end of Takeover New York when he yeah. embraced Gargano. It's kind of a. I wasn't I like there's not much that he can do, but yeah, it's great to see his comeback videos. It's very cool. Uh, the, on his journey to come on, on, I'm screwing up, gentlemen, on his journey uh, to coming back to NXT. Uh, I'll just briefly talk about Dakota Kai. I mean, first major knee injury, I think, in her career. Um, but to come back, she was really over as a face, and then to turn heel like that, it's um pretty impressive comeback uh so yeah just uh that's some thoughts on dakota kai last but not least roman reigns uh coming back from leukemia i think we can all agree that he's a absolute hero i mean yeah yeah for beating cancer but like i kind of actually forgot that was this year but wow. i think that's the wwe booking rather than well i mean yeah no 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 you know why you forgot it's because he's not a main eventer now Roman Reigns, if you think about it. Yeah, he's main event in SmackDown. Yeah, but he's not like going for the title or anything like that. That's because of saving it to Mania. It tr- oh, he'll be he'll, yeah. he'll be he'll beat the fiend. Oh, oh yeah. He's gonna hit the fiend. Oh, let's not even let's move on. Let's not get on to this. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but coming so, coming back from cancer is badass. Yeah, 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 in the short space he did that. in the short space of time he did it as well. Uh so yeah. Here's the top five. Uh, Dakota Kai with 20 points. John Moxley with 23 points. Tommaso Ciampa with 33 points. Second place, Roman Reigns with 45 points. And in top position, Bray Wyatt, 53 points. Because we decided that a character change was better than beating cancer, apparently. I mean, you did. That, that does not include <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean... From the, re- from the wrestling perspective... Real life, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one who let the team down, Sam. Listen, if Roman Reigns had beat cancer and then come back as like a a satanic possessed children's TV show host, then I would have put him at the top of my list. But he didn't. He only beat cancer. So he gets to go in at number lower down in the list. But how how often does uh, Bray Wyatt wrestle, though? I thought you were going to say, how often does Bray Wyatt beat cancer then? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm just going to shut down this conversation before. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Jason and Mike gave 10 points to Bray Wyatt. Chen, myself and Chris gave 10 points to Roman Reigns. And Sam, you gave 10 points to John Moxley. Yeah. So that's how that broke down in terms of top nominations. I'll tell you what we'll do, gentlemen. I think uh, I'll put this into a nicer Google doc and uh, upload it to our Twitter feed and Facebook to see so everyone can see our nominations essentially um so one to watch uh this is just basically a future kind of award uh those that have increased their value in stock in the past year 
nominees are Darby Allen, Jay White, Keith Lee, MJF, and Rhea Ripley. I am going to start with you, Sam. You've picked MJF. I did as as number one uh, for the one to watch, mate. He's the future face of AEW, no doubt. Mm. That man is is going to be like Chris Jericho, big, and he's probably going to start a better band than Chris Jericho has as well. So yeah, he gets wow. my ten points. Wow! I, I just sorry, I'm just using an opportunity to throw some shade at Fozzie because I can't stand them. Ah, uh, you absolute Judas! <laughs> um, <laughs> boom references. Uh, so. Um, the other AEW star nominated was, of course, uh, Darby Allen. Uh, Chen, what, what do you think of uh, Young Darby? Yeah. Whoa! First controversial take. Uh, oh. Sam, Sam, do you second uh, Chen's opinion? No, I, I know I don't know. Um, I think, uh, yeah, he's got a long way to go, but this isn't the wrestler of the year. This is, you know, the one to watch going forward. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think he'll... I don't... I think he'll be big in um, two, three years. Not, not this year. Yeah, I mean, with MJF, you I, got a great point. I, th- I think I thought this was think, just like going forward into the future rather than in the next twelve months. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit of both. Like, I think it's uh, basically forecasting their stock and seeing if it will continue to rise. I think Darby oh, Allen yeah, has the potential. Darby Allen has the potential to be AEW's Jeff Hardy. Would you agree with that statement, Chen? Yeah. Definitely, yeah, one hundred. But look how long it took Jeff Hardy to become like a solo main act, main event. True, eventer. and I think that's partly down to his own issues, or else I think they would have probably made a main main eventer in two thousand and four, where they were struggling yeah. for main eventers. Uh, if he didn't go off to, I think he was TNA at the time. But we could go, we could go into the history of Jeff Hardy podcast. Um, yeah, that's another advantage to Darby Allen is that'll never happen to him because he's straight edge. Ooh, Darby Allen versus CM yep. Punk dream match. Um, yeah, completely straight edge. Yeah, interesting. Right. Okay. Uh, one thing that you can agree on though is uh, Jay White. He is a one to look out for, right? Yeah, for sure. He's pushed into the top spot by all of the elite leaving New Japan at the uh, end of last year, and I think he's just shown actually at the beginning of the year people were like he's been pushed too early too soon and at the end of the year i don't think there's anyone who would take away from him the fact that he was in two of the biggest matches of wrestle kingdom weekend yeah and uh chen do you agree with that sentiment yeah i think um i get why people say he was pushed too early but Mm. like i also understand he had to be because they lost the young bucks as a new japan kenny omega And to be fair, Jay White has stepped up. Like, even there were, if there were people that hated him, he's won them over. Yeah. And so, he's still winning people over. Yeah, he absolutely is. So um, let's talk briefly about the two NXT stars on the list. Uh, let's talk about Keith Lee first and foremost. This was Jason's top pick. Um, Sam, you didn't put him down. Uh, do you not bask in his glory? Uh, so I actually kind of forgot a little bit about Keith Lee. I tried not to put too many NXT people into my top 10 because I thought I don't actually watch it that closely. But I do agree that Keith Lee is an incredible wrestler. That, like, that's I, stuff I, with I, Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. What? Wait, what's... Uh, yeah, he's, sure. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I watched Survivor Series, to be fair. Or if I did, I was too pissed at Belushi's and I don't remember it. 
Yeah, join us at the Royal Rumble meetup at Belushi's. <laughs> you can uh, see me get too pissed to remember. No, I love the Rumble. Yeah, I, yeah, that's probably the only event that I'll ever stay so before. Uh, but yeah, I think Keith Lee's absolutely terrific. Uh, he came close to top of my list. Um, you know, he's been he, he's consistently improved over the year, and it's proof that the NXT developmental system you know, does improve like people's performance in terms of mic work and promos and characters, which, you know, coming into 2019, he was a bit bland and now he's been absolutely terrific. He's a great wrestler to show people gifts of all those gifts of him, just like brutally chucking someone miles and miles away or the, the, Adam tackles, Cole one. the shoulder tackles. Yeah. Is there, yeah. Is there, there's one where someone gets hoofed into the air and then he just smashes them out the ring. Was that from this year? Because that was in- incredible. Uh, I can't remember. I know the Adam Cole over the barricade one was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah also the crowd. very good. Uh, yeah. There's also the one where he sneaks up and like just grimaces at uh, Finn Balor. That's 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 a new one that's popped up recently. He is a very gifable man. And last but not least, uh, one that's been ranked the most times in second place, uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, what what do we think of the new NXT Women's Champion? It's I a shame she said that. those racist things on Twitch. But apart from that, she's doing really well. Uh, this is news to me. I don't know about this. I'm oh my! About... Oh yeah, that was that she... was before that was before she became big, right? Or was it recently? Yeah, well, I think it was in the last year. She, I, I don't know if it was racist. To be fair, she said some stupid stuff on social media, and then she kind of tweeted a non-apology. But this isn't really about. Yeah whether or not you're a good person, I suppose. It's more about whether you're going to be good at wrestling. And well, you ranked her no... pretty high, Sam, so... Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no question that she is extremely well... good at wrestling and she's only going to get better. Uh, yeah, my, my, my top pick was actually Randy Orson, you know. Um... Fuck off. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we, uh, for, for reference, though, there, there's one absolute piss taker that did put Nicholas down. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, how did get, I know? Get, get, fuck you, Mike. He loves <laughs> Nicholas. I mean, if Nicholas turns out to be, like, uh, the youngest WWE champion, we're, we're all going to look like dicks, you know? Um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, Rhea Ripley, absolutely fantastic. Like, compared to where she was at the beginning of the year, she's now, like, one of the top women's wrestlers in NXT. Like, she wasn't that good in the ring, but it, it's so crazy that 12 months ago... Uh, this podcast tweeted out I think it was me, it might have been Jason tweeted out uh, Rhea Ripley was the NXT Future Star Award winner and boom, look where she is now holy shoot predicts the future you know, she's in the top 5 but does we're she Nostradamus. win? We're Nostradamus actually, yeah, she liked that tweet that's why I remember it mm. um, so yeah, our first interaction with the WWE Superstar Love it. Anyway, so let's get down to the top five then. Uh, fifth place was Jay White with 19 points. Uh, fourth place with 24 points was Darby Allen. Third place, uh, I'm surprised by this, tw- with 28 points, Keith Lee. And there's only one point in between the top two. MJF gets 44, but Rhea Ripley wins the award with 45 points. For, for the record, uh, I voted... Rare Ripley as my top superstar. Sam and Chris uh, gave MGF 10 points. Jason gave uh, Keith Lee 10 points. Uh, Mike gave 10 points to Darby Allen. And Chen, um, 10 points to the Velveteen Dream. So, do you want to briefly touch upon that before we move on to best entrance, Chen? No, let's just move on. He, wasn't, he didn't make it the top five, so there's no point. 
Yeah, you were the only point to give him any points as well, just uh, for the record. So, entrance, best entrance. And the nominees are Finn Balor, John Moxley, Tai Chi, The Fiend, and Velveteen Dream. I want to start with Tai Chi because, Sam, you just need to describe it. It's he, it's amazing. So, first, some really cheesy church organ music hits, and you think, what is going on here? And then his model, I don't know if she's his girlfriend. I don't think she is. I think she just accompanies him to the ring. Anyway, Miho Abe, who is his, like, accomplice, she comes out and kneels down on the ramp, and then he walks to the ring in, like, a huge robe, singing his own, his own theme song, which is, like, this mad operatic, like, church organ music. It's really weird. And it's it's brilliantly, fantastically New Japan. Uh, I think his subtitle is The God Emperor Tai Chi. Um, and then, oh yeah, then when he gets in the ring, he rips off his trousers. I forgot about that bit, which is an important part of the entrance. And gets and a pop. You, yeah, he also has a shiny metal glove uh, or something. And uh, Oh yeah, the glove uh, is possessed uh, by an evil spirit. Uh, and the Phantom of the Opera mask. Like, yes. it, it's just... If Phantom of the Opera met The Undertaker, and had sex with Freddie Mercury, that would be their love child. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Tai Chi's going to be the one to watch this year uh, yeah. He's as well. He's, he's going to have a breakout year, I reckon. Oh, anyway, yeah, fantastic yeah. entrance. I, I completely forgot about his match with uh, Tomori Ishii at Dominion, I think it was. Terrific match. Yeah. Uh, if you want character work, that match is the match for you. Um, Funnily enough, no, I'll tell a lie. The other New Japan entrant is John Moxley, uh, also an AEW, but I think we're all giving him nominations for his New Japan entrance. Uh, we've already touched about that, uh, so I don't think we need to go into that too further, which leaves the other three which are in uh, WWE. Let's talk about Finn Balor first. Demon Balor. Can you ever go wrong with Demon Balor? No, so I actually admit that I had a really hard time ranking this list because I forgot about a lot of wrestlers. I was kind of sat there going, mm. there's not that many people who don't just kind of walk to the ring and point at people, you know? But uh, yeah, Finn Balor, Demon Finn Balor, I'd forgotten about because he's only done it, well, like twice this year. They, yeah, they stopped him yeah. doing it for ages. He didn't do it at WrestleMania he, either. No, no, he, I think he did it at WrestleMania. That, yeah, because he did it at WrestleMania and first Saudi show yeah he definitely did at Wrestlemania because he fought Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental title as a demon but not oh, at Royal oh, Rumble no, when, not, not, not a Royal Rumble when he wanted Brock Lesnar for the Universal title yeah was that when he did the oh so I'm getting it mixed up because I know he did the Finn Balor Balor Club is for everyone thing. oh yeah that was that was Wrestlemania 34 oh okay that was last year yeah. fair enough yeah that was what a new one yeah yeah um yeah, and I think his uh, NXT entrance is pretty cool, like with the spotlight and, you know, doing the arms out thing to begin with before turning into the two guns to represent the prince. I think that was, uh, I just reenacted that. So if my audio went down, uh, you know why. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, listeners. So yeah, Finn Balor is pretty cool. Uh, Velveteen Dream, uh, that New York entrance is just a thing of beauty. Was that where he dressed up as Hulk Hogan? No, Statue of Liberty. Oh, Hulk... oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did like uh, Tyler Breeze rip off at Takeover Twenty Five, and uh, he dresses like part. Of... He did like an entrance of the Toronto Raptors at Takeover Toronto as well, like 
their cheerleaders. So he always has special entrances. And that's yeah, why he... I put him as my top number one. Because oh, with, yeah. with Velveteen, you always get something different. Whereas, you know, with the other wrestlers, once after like the third or fourth time, you're used to their entrances. Like, you're not surprised, whereas part of Velveteen is you want to see his entrance. Mm. Yeah, Very I guess that's like a draw, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's because he is the only one who wants to do it, or if that's because he's the only one that's allowed to do it, though. I think it's a... Uh, NXT has always gave, like, a personal to, like, special entrance. So you had, like, Demon Balor, you had Shinsuke Nakamura do it, and I think that's been passed on to Velveteen Dream now. Um, so once Dream... Eventually moves to either Raw or SmackDown. I don't think that will be the case. And then you'd probably have a new wrestler get like a unique entrance. But um, yeah, I think it's one thing NXT does very well in general, just as a comment, like their entrances are so much better uh, than yeah. uh, than than any other promotion. Um, it's It's surprising given that they're like obviously intended to be a lower budget promotion than the two main roster shows. And yet... Most main roster wrestlers just have walk to the ring, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just. I think it's just different tone, lighting, and whatnot. I, you know, there's still some spectacular main roster entrances. Let, let's not be around the bush, you know. But uh, yeah, I, NXT pretty much does everything better, except for this entrance, the Fiend. The yes. the Fiend is very popular. Um, when you first saw his entrance at SummerSlam, what did you think, guys? The Does first that thing really... that I got... All right, you go, Sam. Oh, sorry, no, you go. You go, Chen, it's fine. All right, I will, I will. That's... Uh, the first thing that uh, my eyes pointed to when Bray Wyatt made his entrance as the feet was the lamp of his head. Yeah, oh, same. Yeah, yeah that, that fucking, like, freaked me out. I'm not going to lie. I was like, ugh. Like, I'm a lover of horror, so if you, like, can creep me out, like, any way possible, like... That, I remember us seeing it and being like, well, I think we were all at Belushi's for this one. Yeah. Uh, we being were like, whose head is it? And then realizing, oh, no, that's actually Bray Wyatt's head yeah. is the lantern. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Uh, it shows you actually don't need maybe big pyro or anything to have a cool entrance. You just need effective lighting and a cool prop. Bray Wyatt's always had a cool entrance, whether it's a fiend or... Uh... Just Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it used to be the only cool thing about him, actually, in fairness. I like his theme as well. Yeah, both of the themes are absolutely sick. So do you want to comment any on any other entrances before I move on? Can I just give one honourable mention? I know we're yep. trying to get, get through quickly, but to Minoru Suzuki. I mean, yeah, it's not... Again, it is just a walk to the ring entrance, but he has that song. When uh, I watched Royal Quest live, I yep. realised that people in the crowd were singing the whole song. If you watch the, the, the VOD of that, show back the commentary team are like everyone in in london knows the words to this song that's all in japanese that's completely mad and then like i've never heard that line sung louder it's great he's a legend fair enough uh if i had to give an honorable mention it'd be to the best in the world shame it man um oh yeah he didn't get my 10 points but i did like that entrance he does Uh, have a cool entrance though yeah yeah anyway top five time a five it's Demon Finn Balor with 20 points. Uh, fourth is Tai Chi with 21 points. Yes. Th- third is John Moxley at 27 points. 
Uh, second is Velveteen Dream with 31 points, and an overwhelm with 52 points has gone to The Fiend. So Jason, Mike, and myself voted for The Fiend. Chan voted for Velveteen Dream. He was a close second for me. And Sam and Chris both voted for John Moxley. So top three getting all like the big points. Let's move on to tag team. And the best tag, uh, best tag team, yeah, best tag team nominees. Keep that in. I'm a professional. Uh, are Aussie Open, the Kabuki Warriors, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, the Lucha Brothers, Santana and Ortiz, and the Young Bucks. So I'm going to kick this off with the Young Bucks, and I say I didn't give them any points. I don't like them. Deal with it. I also didn't give them any points. Because I think if this was a, we were doing these awards five years ago or three years ago, I'd have given them way more points. But now it's like they've been indie wrestlers for so long, right? That yeah. people used to give them credit for always having the same match. Because when you go and see the Young Bucks, you're going to get a Young Bucks match where they do the Young Bucks stuff. And that's what you paid to go and see. And that's fair. But when you're doing weekly TV, you can't just do that every week. Like... You can't win every match with the Meltzer driver. Nick Rob, Nick selling his back in every single fucking match. It's like, come on, lads. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, I like For every great match they have, I find ma- one match very infuriating. Like I really didn't like their match with the Lucha Brothers at, uh, at um, All Out, I believe it was. But I really yeah. liked the match at uh, Fight for the Fallen with the Rose Brothers. So... Uh, I, I, it's just more frustration with them. But Chen, you gave him the full ten. Yep. So uh, because... what, what, do you, what do you say in re, in response to our uh, moaning? <laughs> so I get it. With the young bucks, it's more like an old school versus new school. Whereas, you know, the old school heads will keep saying, "Oh, the young bucks are not selling. They're just doing countless uh, uh, dumb spots that doesn't need to be done." But for me, it's just all entertainment. You know, it's like the old heads will be saying all this, oh, screw that flippy shit. But for me, I admire their storytelling in the ring. Sam, I know you said you don't like Nick selling his back. I love it. I love their matches. I think they make tag team very, very entertaining. But also, let's be honest, without it, if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be another brand as well, AEW. So it's just what they contribute to the business this year as well. Yeah, I guess you have to factor that in, don't you? It, it, there's no I, arguing. I, I, I disagree because I, I believe it's just talking about, like, as wrestlers. And I think, you know, they can be great storytellers. But at the same time, when you basically start selling, like, an injury from a ladder and then you climb up the ladder so quickly and then do another move. And then you climb up a ladder and do another move. Like, point of the moves that a ladder match is supposed to be devastating especially a multi-man ladder match and they completely failed with that storytelling and just for that alone i can't give them any points but broad have have you ever had like a you have you ever played football where you got tackled really badly but you just carried on with because of the adrenaline yeah but there's I mean, it's just not really the same thing. It's just you, you've got to be selling. You've got to be selling the fact that you're down, and uh, it's just there, there's no there's no real craft in that match at all. And I, I just I for, for every five star that it gets from like some someone like Dave Meltzer, who apparently knows everything about wrestling, there's someone like me that just goes, "Well, that's just dumb." 
Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, move on before we get into too much. Yeah, I was going to say this is obviously a very, very difficult topic. Given yeah. I didn't give them any points either, so, so we could have a so, whole episode about this. <laughs> so let's go on to their opponents, the Lucha Brothers, from that match, um, who all received points across the board. Are the only person in this uh, top six that did. Um, just, uh, just to let you guys know. Uh, what do you think of the Lucha Brothers? They were quite low down on my list just because I haven't liked their work in AEW, but their work in Impact was terrific. Uh, Sam, you've probably seen both, so what do you think? I Yeah, I think the Lucha Brothers are definitely one of those tag teams that uh, have been around in Mexico for a while, and now they're finally starting to break out across the rest of the world. Uh, for me, that Young Bucks ladder match, actually, for they really held that match together for me. They made that match into a really good match from like just another Young Bucks jumping off ladders type match. But then also they're kind of actually quite good at storytelling in the ring too. Mm. Some of their matches I watched in AAA where like people expect them to be um, kind of leaving the promotion and then they're, they're like, yeah, it's good. They're good at their, they're good at wrestling basically. And Chen, what do you think of the Lucha Brothers? Um, I haven't watched many of the matches apart from what I've seen on AEW, but yeah, yeah it's just the ladder match I can recall. With really? the uh, I, oh, fair enough. Um, I don't think to me they're just average so far, but like they haven't had that. Apart from that one match, they haven't had any other outstanding matches, in my opinion, from what I've seen on AEW. Uh, well, if you can be bothered to go back to Impact, I can recommend the match from oh. I can't remember the actual picture. I think it's oh, called, yeah. great, think... great plug, Rod. Great plug. Impact Rebellion, I believe, is a pay per view uh, from April this year. Uh, it was a it was a leave and do match with uh, Santana and Ortiz. Uh, they were known as LAX and Impact, and that was absolutely terrific TLC match. Absolutely violent. Um, I think it was a better ladder match than the one with the unboxed. Uh, so I recommend that. Speaking of Santana and Ortiz. Um, it's divided people uh, on this list. So, uh, Sam, what do you think of the Inner Circle's new uh, requirements? I put them fairly high up the list. Uh, mm, I think same. not not necessarily actually because of their work in AEW, because I don't know. They've had a few relatively high-profile matches, but I don't think they've had like a breakout match or a breakout feud there yet. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, every other match I've seen them in, in every other promotion, they've absolutely smashed it. I saw them at Progress this year as well, and they, they're just as good live at a small venue as they are on the telly. They're just a great tag team. Yeah, is Ortiz the one with the Afro? I, guess. I actually, yeah, I think so, but I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, whoever has the Afro, really entertained live. I saw them uh, at Pancakes and Pile Drivers in New York, and uh, it was just like this weird little indie show. And it was absolutely brilliant. Lucha Brothers were also in that match, uh, funnily enough. Um, so, yeah, they're absolutely great live. And uh, I think they had a terrific year in Impact, which kind of negates some of the... Uh, I want to say bad. It's just they haven't been outstanding yet in AEW. But I think they'll definitely ones to watch in 2020. And I think them and the Young Bucks can definitely have a better match than what was at Full Gear. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, Sam, you gave 10 points to Aussie Open, I believe. Yes, my boys. Uh, they are probably the biggest up-and-coming tag team in the UK at the mm. moment, I think it'd be fair to say, and I guess across the, the world, but they're both based 
in in the UK, so I'm I'm claiming them even though they're Australian. Um, they've had a fantastic year in every promotion they've wrestled in. They had uh, one of my I think top five matches of the year um, was the ladder match they had with the Swords of Essex at Progress Chapter eighty seven. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, which was uh, the Swords of Essex, of course, is Will Ospreay and Paul Robinson. Uh, and it's one of the most brutal kind of TLC matches I've ever seen. And I was there live. Like, it was terrifying and fantastic, glorious wrestling violence, as John Moxley would say. Uh, and then also to be featured on the New Japan Wrestle Pro Wrestling card at Royal Quest uh, was great. Really good to see them there. Uh, I think they probably would have been in World Tag League had Mark Davis not tragically got injured. So they're mm. going to be ones to watch when he gets back from injury, which should be soon, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always enjoyed Oz's favorite independent acts, so it's great to see them do stuff now in New Japan. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for them to uh, climb, uh, climb the, well, climb the ladder of success. I'm surprised uh, it hasn't happened the, sooner, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's a lot of great talent. Thing we're more exposed to wrestling than ever before. Uh, speaking of great talent that came from the independent and become hugely successful, my 10 points went to Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era. Um, what, what, were your th what are your thoughts on uh, the Undisputed Era's uh, tag team, uh, Chan? I love them. I think they're badass. And this is my point about what I'm trying to make about a tag team. Like, if you're part mm. of a faction... Can yep. you function without that faction as a, as a single wrestler or as a tag team? And I think they, they've Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have made the name for themselves. Yeah, I think well, the beauty of the Undisputed Era, and we'll probably talk more about this in the faction, is that the wrestlers themselves can do standalone and they're heels that win, win clean uh, most of the time. And um, Fish and O'Reilly have had some outstanding matches, especially Kyle O'Reilly. I think he is probably the most underrated gem in NXT. Um, but both of them, just absolutely superb tag team wrestlers. Every single tag team match they do has been fantastic in NXT. And uh, whenever I see those two names pop up, I'm like, I'm definitely not missing that episode, whatever it takes, you know, like Avengers Endgame. Uh, last but not least, uh, let's talk about the only women's tag team on this list, the Kabuki Warriors, which uh, I'm, I'm surprised um, that they're this high, to be honest. But um, yeah, what do we think of Asuka and Kairi Sane as a tag team? Uh, it surprised me that combination because I thought, why not Io Shirai? But then obviously, someone, I guess, either one of them had to stay down in NXT to be, uh, you know, the nasty foreigner down there or to be Japanese <laughs> bitch, as uh, Io said in that video. Io was a face at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, but I mean, long term booking, mate. Yeah. They needed. I don't know. I, I didn't understand why Io Shirai wasn't in this tag team. And the name of the tag team was a bit strange, but I read in an interview that they picked it themselves. So, fair enough. Yeah. Chen, really? we, were, Chen we were there when they uh, got named. On yeah, Smackdown. we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember Pages Music came out, and I heard the name when I was ordering a beer, like, through, like, the O2 doors, and I was like, the fuck and i generally thought they said bukaki warriors i'm like <laughs> no, and i'm like I, I, yeah, exactly and i was like that's unfortunate for page uh <laughs> 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 oh, man, man's are wrong and then he and then uh, it's like i came down and it's like 
did I hear that correct? And then Jonathan was just like, no, it's Kabuki. Um, and I was like, I, I, just... I, had to, I had to Google it and I was just like, oh, okay. So it's only just a bit insensitive. Not It's like Japanese shadow puppetry. To me, it sounded like someone in their writing team had just written a load of Japanese words on like a board and then thrown darts at it and been like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm... Okay, I can just imagine Vince going, mm, I really want to be sushi. God damn it, it's Kabuki. But that's why I'm very surprised you just said that they picked it out themselves, the wrestlers. So, I mean, it's the WWE, right? They might just be saying that. They might have wanted other names, and then eventually writing was like, what do you think about Kabuki Warriors? And they went, yeah, all right. And then the writers were like, yeah, you heard it. They picked it. There. So, I don't know. I will say this, though. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Jen. So, I had this. I had them on my list, and... I, mm. the only, I only started to really like them as soon as they ditched Paige and went Hill. Yeah, same. And, you know, the stock, especially Oscar's stock, has gone back up to where it normally was before she lost to uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think Kyrie's stock has risen as well. Yeah, and that TLC match they had was amazing as well. They had recently. Ooh, I would say it was a disaster. Like, just you because think so? Kyrie- Kyrie's concussion, like it was. Yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, that's just yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair was, made that very uncomfortable. But it's just uh, one. And I expected better from Charlotte. Match. But anyway, it was up to up to the point where Kyrie looked to be concussed. It was actually really good. I do agree with that. But now, when you when you tune into uh, WWE, I, I mm. think that I'm more excited about the Kabuki Warriors than any of the other tag teams. Um. No, I think that's fair. I mean, they're the only main roster. I mean, uh, would you say the women's title is more relevant right now than the Raw and SmackDown? I think it is. I think you make. I'm going to say that you make a valid point, and I think part of that is like them turning heel. I think part of that is also feuding with Becky and Charlotte. Um, So yeah, I I think that's a very valid point. In fairness, yeah, I I can't. I can't really argue that. I can't even. I I don't even know who the. Oh, wait, it's Viking Raiders. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I was recommending SmackDown one. is like, oh, yeah, it's New Day. And they're both great teams in their own right. But it's just like, I don't care. And, you know, at least I know who are the women's tag team champions. So you're completely right, Chad. So any other thoughts before um, I announce the results? Nah. Okay. Um, nah, yep. yeah, no. <laughs> cool. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, fifth place is Aussie Open with twenty three points. Uh, fourth place, uh, fourth fourth place, uh, fourth place. Fourth place. <laughs> I'm going to do that for now. On, is Santana and Ortiz with twenty six points. In third place is the Kabuki Warriors with twenty eight points. In second place is the Young Bucks with thirty one points. And we have another joint winner with thirty eight points: Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era and the Lucha Brothers. Wow. Widespread of like of points there because the young bucks are way high and I don't give them anything. Same with uh, O'Reilly and Fish. Yeah, so uh, the only tag team that got points across the board were the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Chris gave them ten. Uh, I gave Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish ten. Uh, young uh, Chen gave ten to the Young Bucks. You gave ten to the uh, Aussie Open, Sam. Uh, Viking Raiders got 10 from Mike. They just missed out on being nominated. And so did the Revival, as Jason gave them 10 points. But um, yeah, there's a huge spread across the board. But uh, basically, Orion and Fish had like higher average amongst five nominations. Meanwhile, the Lucha Brothers had 
all the nominations. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it was kind of weird uh, how it works out, just like Gargano and Osprey earlier. So, best faction. Only uh, five nominees here. Inner Circle, New Day, The Elite, The OC, and The Undisputed Era. Uh, let's talk Inner Circle and Elite first, uh, since they're both really highly rated. Um, Sam, I believe you gave The Elite 10 points. Yeah, uh, I guess because they are probably the most impactful wrestling faction this year. I, I wasn't sure whether we were just talking about in-ring or like overall impact on the business as a whole. And I, you can't deny that if it's the business as a whole, the Elite started like the second biggest wrestling company in North America at the moment. Tony Khan did. Oh yeah, all right, but he would. Tony Khan on his own would not have been able to push AEW to the heights that it has. Their name is the name of the show. Like that, that they are the elite. But but would you say they were a great in ring faction though? Because I think in ring character work. I think they're not. They've not been the best this year. I'm just going to say. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that one. The reason I rated them so high overall impact on the business um and then i suppose before aew started their kind of stuff on being nearly it was always been very good and, and and fun to watch too so in terms of being an entertaining factor faction for those reasons they've been they've been quite good but yeah wrestling wise you, you don't really get faction warfare in american wrestling anymore but still yeah not that great um, interesting thought um the inner circle got the most second places. Um, that's what I'm going to reveal early on. Um, Chen, what do you think of the inner circle? Are they the next great heel faction? Uh, it's hard to, I think popularity wise, they are the second most popular, but to me, this goes back to like, all right, for example, let's take evolution. Mm -hmm. Each member was established. The inner circle, people might still think of them as just Chris Jericho and his crew. Uh, I, I disagree. Like, Batista was definitely not established at that point. He was a deacon on SmackDown. And uh, Randy Orton was a uh, young up-and-comer. Like, he wasn't but doing those anything. those were early anything days, right? Yeah, but so, so this is the exact same for Sammy Guerrero. Like, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I don't think... Uh, okay, okay. I, I don't think the comparison's fair, in my opinion. Yeah, Let me yeah. use an Another example. They're not like the NWO with three established wrestlers. You're saying they're what? not. You're saying they're not that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I think they kind of do have three established wrestlers, don't they? Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. Oh no, I disagree. Like Santa name brand, name brand. Yeah, I, I get what Chen's saying. To be fair, like I would say, Jake Hager's quite established with his like, stuff in Bellator. If you say the elite, you know oh, yeah, the members' names. Like they all have star value. Really mm. big star value. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess Jake Hager's been an odd one because, like, he's one that everyone seems to know, but he hasn't really done anything either good or bad on AEW television. Yet. Yeah. But the he's reason I put there. the reason I put them second was because they still function as a unit. They interrupt matches. They beat down people together. It's never like singles and stuff. They do stuff as a unit. Whereas this year, the Elite doesn't seem to be doing that much as a group. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I... Yeah, actually, that's the point. Because they could have done uh, gone with an angle at that bit where 
all the inner circle were up in that booth. I've bought a ticket, you know that that bit yeah. where they interrupted Cody's promo. But then the people that came out to help Cody were like DDP and his brother and stuff, not the elite who he's supposed to be in a faction with. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we could. I think we could go on about inner circle versus elite, but I think we need to touch on the other candidates briefly. Uh, yeah, New day, fantastic year. Kofi Kingston, WWE champion. More tag team belts. Um, does anybody else have anything to add about New Day? Shame nah. about Xavier Woods' injury. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, he's a huge loss. Um, he doesn't get to wrestle enough. I think he's he's surprisingly good. I think yeah, he might I be my favorite member. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, I think he's incredibly talented individual. Like whatever he'll do, like I think he can make a great host one day or commentator as well. Like him, him and Big E, I want them on commentary. Like yeah, I want a new yeah. day. I want a proper new day commentary booth, and they're all retired. <laughs> like, could you imagine? I mean, it'd yeah, be so yeah. so nauseating, but so fun at the same time. They should uh, do like um, yeah. at the ECW pay per view, the first um, one they did in two thousand and five. Yeah. On the extras of the DVD, they mic'd up Bradshaw for the whole show, so you can watch a version of it, which is just Bradshaw getting more and more and more and more pissed. And oh my god, really? About the ECW wrestlers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and my god! An episode of OSW review where they talk about it. They should do wait, that wait, with Xavier Woods. Wait, do, please tell me you have that DVD. I don't, but I can I am going to fucking it. buy it. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I just want to quickly shout out the stuff on the road to wrestlemania their their story storytelling was the best thing best thing on smackdown this year in my opinion oh yeah that gauntlet match man yeah both i mean all the gauntlet matches yeah, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was great because it's just telling great stories it's like you know what you need a different type of gauntlet match and it told a different story you know that's how you do repetition well not not the same tag team match over and over again and again on Raw. Uh, briefly speaking about Raw, uh, the OC, um, better than the club three years ago. Uh, I know it's the exact same faction, but they're doing it better now. Uh, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think so. They were definitely the people, when I was at the Madison Square Garden show, yeah. they were the t-shirts I saw the most frequently, actually. Really? Interesting. Surprising. Yeah, well, they had that cool design uh, on sale there, so I think yeah. a lot of people have probably bought them and put them on. But still, yeah, yeah, more popular than I was expecting. Oh, I'm just glad they're wrestling as a unit, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again. yeah. yeah it made sense. And uh, last but not least, uh, the Undisputed Era. Uh, Chen and I both gave 10 points. Sam, you gave it quite low. So, Chen, why, why is the Undisputed Era your faction of the year? Because they all won gold this year. At the mm. same time, uh, you know, like wrestling's said, not real, right? Uh, <laughs> let me finish. Like it's, I said, it's the, whole predetermined. Point of faction, the whole point of faction is they have to function as a unit and everything. Mm. When one person has a match, the others come in and interfere and everything like that. So they do everything together. Even the War Games match they had was amazing this year. Like, yeah. They just did. Every, that's how I. If they they functioned as a unit, that's the whole point of a faction, not yeah. doing individual things. There, there's so much great subtle storytelling with the Undisputed Era. Uh, like they teased like Adam Cole and Roderick Strong rifting, like everything from like when they first started like trying to recruit Roderick Strong, and then Ro Roderick Strong joins the faction, and um, yeah, the Adam Cole like breaking away tease, and then Adam Cole winning the NXT title, and then the prophecy, um, you know, from losing streak to winning streak. I just think it's been a 
fantastic. You know, two years in NXT and Undisputed Era have been the pinnacle of that. And, and the most I, important thing is yeah. every man can stand on their own. They don't need uh, Absolutely. Food. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Adam Cole, terrific, terrific matches, trilogy of matches with Johnny Gargano. Uh, Roderick Strong's been a great North American champion. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. So, without further ado, here's the top five. Uh, on 29 points was the OC. On 30 points was the New Day. On third place, the Elite with 44 points. In second place was the Inner Circle with 51 points. And top position was the Undisputed Era with 54 points. Um Everyone but Sam gave Undisputed Era 10 points in this category. So, I don't um, watch NXT. If you did, you probably would give him 10 points. Yeah, I maybe said. I would, yeah. I, I you mean, probably would have put Bullet Club in if you watched New Japan, you know, but there we go. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to watch more New Japan. Like, I think... Uh, the stuff the switchblade era has been pretty interesting like from what i can read so um i definitely will try to check out more new japan in 2020 um so, eh? too much yeah. bloody wrestling <laughs> i can just ditch raw and smack down <laughs> i mean i got i got rid of the network recently sam so. sam sam yes but understand broad's dating now he's on the dating scene he doesn't oh, have yes i forgot that's a no, different type I, of I just don't need. I just don't need time for sleep anymore. That's <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're down to four final awards. Let's uh, get through this one pretty quickly because it's pretty obvious. It's down to two, really. Uh, best weekly show: NXT, AEW, Dynamite, Impact Wrestling, SmackDown, NXT UK. That's not even. That's in a random order. Um, let's talk about Impact briefly, Sam. Uh, we've both seen bits of it. W- what do you think of Impact? I think it's probably the best, like, I'm just going to tune in for this one-off show and then, like, oh, wow, I actually saw probably one of the best matches I've seen this month or in, in a while, you know? Yeah. It's consistently actually pretty decent. They've nearly they've done a really good job of, like, undoing the rot that Billy Corgan and the TNA era kind of placed on them as a company, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, the total non-action global for stock wrestling whatever yeah. it is uh yeah they've done a terrific job uh don callis and uh scott demore and there's another producer and jimmy jacobs is also a booker there they've done a terrific job of uh, turning things around and impact you know they kind of remind me of the best of the ruthless aggression era nxt uk surprisingly making the top five um any any thoughts on that gentlemen so i think it made the top five because it's a top 10 list right but we've only got five nominees. And what were the other show? You'd only include Raw. What other weekly wrestling shows are there? Uh, uh, the ones that um, were didn't make the cut were Raw, and NWA Power, AEW Dark, MLW, Women of Wrestling, 205 Live, and Backstage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Not really, a, 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 like, a, a spread of incredible shows there. Um, I, I think NWA Power's underrated, but... Yeah, but they're only done... Different time. The, yeah, and also they've only done about ten episodes, so you couldn't. If it's our year and awards of the year, yeah. it wouldn't really be fair to include them because they haven't been running that long. They've only been in like the last quarter. Fair enough. Uh, yep, SmackDown. Uh, great start to the year, and then after WrestleMania downhill. Uh, Chen, you gave this ten points. Why did you give SmackDown ten? Of WWE, to me, it was my favorite show. Um, like you said, it started off great due to the New Day and Daniel Bryan. And, yeah, 
in the middle of the month, it went downhill and everything. But I feel like it's finishing off strong. Mainly because maybe the move to Fox mm. helped it become more entertaining again. And just seeing different matches and everything. I was disappointed we didn't get to see more Brock Lesnar on SmackDown, even though he was drafted. But SmackDown's the one for me. But they get Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, so it's all good. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. So here's... Uh, you know, this has been a fight uh, between many wrestling fans on the interwebs, AEW or NXT. So I'm just going to throw that question out to you right now, guys. AEW or NXT, Chen? I put AEW. Over NXT. Sam, did you put yeah. AEW or NXT? Oh, AEW. I put, I put NXT, AEW as well. I put, I, I put NXT, but that's how, that's my perfect vision of wrestling. So, You know, on the way out of the Madison Square Garden show, yeah. the fans, like leaving as they were walking out started dueling AEW NXT chants like yeah yeah I mean that's a nice way of putting it but oh my goodness the fans get really angry about protecting one brand it's like both are good (laughs) you can watch both it's not like you're gonna you miss it and then that's just it you're never gonna see it it's not raw versus nitro You can't be a Jedi and Sith at the same time. You can only be one. Uh, Chen, if you've played Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> 1, you'll know that actually you can be a Jedi and a Sith it, at the same time. Thank isn't you that called much. like a grey Jedi or something? Yeah, it's called gaming the system so that you don't have to pay a penalty by using the, the different skills or whatever. But let, uh, this is not a Knights of the Old Republic podcast. To be fair, fuck it. I'll just go full Palpatine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want Force Lightning. Anyway... I am the Senate, uh, and I'm, I am the host. Um, so let's just uh, cut this conversation short. Uh, fifth place, NXT UK with 24 points. Fourth place, Impact with 27. Uh, third place, SmackDown with 37. And there's only one point between NXT and AEW Dynamite. AEW wow. oh. Dynamite has 54. NXT has 50. Five. Whoa! So how did the how did the scores lay out then? Because so, I know everyone would have put NXT and AEW as one and two. No. So oh, no. Uh, no, it, no. So basically, NXT got ten points from myself, Mike, and Jason. Uh, Chris and yourself, Sam, gave uh, ten to AEW, and Chen, you gave obviously SmackDown ten oh, points. Yeah. Um, Dynamite got nine points from uh, Jason, Chen, Mike, and that's it um sam and chris gave nine points to nxt i gave seven points to AEW. uh chen gave seven points to nxt so it, it was literally a few points in it um but yeah bloody good year for wrestling uh it, it was quite a, it was quite a significant gap but then chris got his nominations in and it became like a point in between so uh chris left us until last 30 minutes so chris if you're listening Fuck you for making me delay this podcast. Yeah, fuck uh, you, Chris. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> it's a weekly thing that we do um, to our long-term producer. Long-time producer. Yeah. Anyway, pay-per-view. Um, the top five, uh, according to this list, uh, this is not an order. This is an alphabetical order, so I'm not revealing anything just yet. AEW Double or Nothing. New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 13. NXT TakeOver New York. NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, and WWE WrestleMania 35. Um, let's go in order, alphabetical order. Let's start with AEW Double or Nothing. 
Um, myself and Sam didn't give this any points, but Chen, you gave this uh, you gave this a really high score. So why did you give Double or Nothing a high score? You guys didn't give it nothing. No, I didn't give it anything. No, I'm literally looking up the card now so I can remind myself. Cody versus Dustin. I mean, that was a great match. Oh, yeah. was that that show? Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, it... it oh, yeah, well, I forgot what happened there. I just remembered that one match, so... I Omega know, versus that... Jericho too. I mean, I mean, it has some good match. Like, oh, yeah. there's been so much good wrestling, that's why I didn't include it this Um But, you know, it's a pretty good show, I would say. Yeah, and it was the debut of John Moxley in AW. You gotta remember mm. that. Yeah. Oh, I know why I can't remember this. It's because when we watched it, it we watched it live in that bar in Victoria. No, Station. no, that was all out. Was that all out? Yeah. Oh, I just can't remember. I didn't have any AEW pay per views in my in my top. I only did five, but I didn't have any AEW pay per views in there. I didn't think they'd had like a standout show. I think they've had a lot of good matches, but for me, nothing. I, re- I really liked Full Gear. I put that in my top 10. But anyway, back to the original point. So why double or nothing, Chen? Well, one, because half the talent I've never seen before. And it was mm. just mainly the marketing behind this pay-per-view, like the whole big build-up, right? Yeah. So when I finally got into tune-in and everything, I just enjoyed it from a wrestling perspective, mainly. Like, when I looked at the six-woman tag match, I didn't know who any of these wrestlers were. But I was like, oh, wow, these are some awesome women. Um, again, the Dustin and Cody match was one of my favorite matches of the year. And like I said, I didn't have give two craps about it leading up to it. But it blew my mind away. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. And yeah. I always love the Young Bucks and Pentagon and uh, Phoenix are really great wrestlers as well. I thought that... Both awful men have great chemistry with each other. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a good show on the whole. Um, another surprising uh, no points for you, Sam, is New Japan Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. Yeah, I maybe because I only did a top five. Maybe I'm the bottom half of the list if I'd kind of had time, but I got mine in pretty late as well. That show for me, I. It was built up a lot, and then I think it was kind of marred by the fact that um, the the elite were all leaving, yeah. And so a lot of the matches had, like, a weird feel to them. Like, Kenny Omega doing that incredible Undertale. Undertale's a video game, incredible video game you should play. But he had, like, a special entrance made up uh, to tell the story of him leaving New Japan in, like, a really nice way. And they didn't let him use it. So it all felt a bit, I don't know, a bit predictable and... It it wasn't the standard I expected from Wrestle Kingdom. It wasn't like this year. Yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. I I thought I thought uh, Wrestle Kingdom was a pretty good show on the whole. It wasn't as good as the last two or three Wrestle Kingdoms, but it was still really good enough to make it my top ten. Um, you also gave no points to NXT Takeover New York, Sam. Uh, yeah, again, I only did a top five, so that might have been in the bottom half of the top five but i i couldn't remember it to be honest i i don't watch nxt mm. sorry so chen chen and myself both gave this 10 points uh chen why, why did you give this the top marks well like i said i'm a i'm not as bad as sam but obviously everyone knows that when it comes to nxt i mainly just tune in for the pay-per-views so i don't follow it weekly like you broad but you should. The... It's way better than Raw SmackDown. I'm just saying. You'd you love it. Okay. Uh, but just 
even like uh, but just look at the talent that they have and for example i didn't know anything about the street profits at that time mm -hmm. and so they entertained the crap out of me i was really amazed um, yeah, they, they weren't on that takeover yes it was nope but which one wait let me get my notes hold up which one? A, it was a really good show, though, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. Alistair Black and Ricochet versus... Oh, yeah, uh, that one, that one. That one. Right. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, that was a good match. Yep, yeah, it was a really good match. I know, it was yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Velveteen and Matt Riddle as well. Like, mm. but if those are two different styles that you were wondering how the hell they were going to gel yeah. together in the ring, and it worked out well. Walter, that was the first time I've seen a proper match from him. Because um, I don't really follow NXT UK that much. So when I saw Walter versus Pete Dunne, I'm a big Pete Dunne fan. And I think that also, I was glad that match happened because it put, it was showcasing British wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which was, well, I mean, Walter's Austrian, but yeah, I get what you mean. And not, not according to Nigel Farage. Um <laughs> But yeah, it showcased British wrestling really well. I I, I would give every match four star or above, which is just uh, rare for me to do that. Um, but yeah, I think that that match, uh, I think all four, all five matches on that card were of excellent quality. And there was something there for everyone. For me, it was close to a perfect show that you could get. And I'm not just saying that because I was there or anything like that. Uh, I, I've watched it back and it was definitely the best show uh, this year, in my opinion. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish that at the beginning of the year I had known that we were going to do an end-of-year awards um, or that I was... Was I even doing this podcast this time last year? I don't remember. No, you debuted no. in the Royal Rumble episode, which we're doing oh, yeah, again this yeah, year. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I wish I'd known because I would have made so many more notes throughout the year. Like, doing this was really hard to remember individual shows. To be honest, I relied on you guys to come up with ideas and I copied you so <laughs> <laughs> i had a rough idea of who'd win each category for now the rest of the top also time. with that that was also the first time i saw bianca belair as well really ah, yeah. she appeared in the previous takeover at phoenix i don't remember that much but i remember this one i, was I remember like... all the takeovers everything else i don't remember to be honest but uh okay. yeah but yeah no I, yeah bianca belair terrific talent no so doubt what were the results brad uh, we got Takeover Cardiff and WrestleMania to discuss. Oh, we have. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to skip ahead. Yeah, jeez, keep that in. Um, you know, if I screw up, you screw up, and everyone's going to know. We everyone's... just have to live with our mistakes. Yeah, uh, both uh, myself and Sam rated Takeover Cardiff highly. Uh, why do you rate Takeover Cardiff highly, Sam? Um, it was the first real UK big UK Takeover, wasn't it? Uh, no, was, the first was, one was Blackpool, but this one was probably better, I would say. Yeah, I think the Blackpool one was like a bit default. It was like we were doing it, we're doing it because it's expected. We've just started this new promotion mm. and now, you know, we're going to do a big takeover. Whereas this was like the first NXT UK, like now we're up and running as a promotion type show with like, like you know, established feuds and things instead of just like marquee matches from the indies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so that's what made it really really good kaylee ray versus tony storm was an absolute blinder of a match even though i'm actually seeing here it was only about 10 minutes long i thought it was longer than that but this show had volta versus tyler bait on it yeah, uh, yeah probably, i don't think i need to say anymore yeah i think i gave that nine points in match of the year and i think 
if it weren't for my own personal bias of being a takeover of New York, that would have got the full 10. Like it was close to wrestling perfection uh, as I've ever seen in uh, between like two NXT wrestlers, I would say. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah. Cesaro yeah. turned up as well. What a show. Cesaro versus the dragon of them. Just yeah. all, six, all six matches were terrific. That tag match, that triple threat tag match as well. Just you can't go wrong with grizzled young veterans. Um, but yeah. Um, and last but not least, WrestleMania 35. Um, wide range of scores for this one, but shall we just say it was a really well booked show. They didn't overthink it uh, on the day. They gave Becky Lynch the two titles. They gave Seth Rollins the Universal title. They gave Co- they made Kofi Mania happen. Um, they that, did. That's Kofi Mania was good. Yeah, I mean that they made the, all the right decisions on that pay per view, right? It's it's the the learning from New Japan. Sometimes you just give the fans what they want, and that's how you make. It. Um, the, my only criticism of that show is it was so fucking long. I watched it live from the UK, and by the end of it, like I just didn't have any energy to get excited about Becky Lynch winning. Yeah, no, 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 no one in the stadium did except for me, but that's because I wisely got a coffee uh, <laughs> during the show. Uh, which I tell you what, if you ever do mania, guys. Get yourself a fucking can of Red Bull. They You're... should learn another lesson from New no, Japan no, no, and just no, do a two-day one. No, no, no. I'm absolutely fine with seven hours. Just make sure you give everyone a courtesy can of Red Bull. Just say, drink that halfway through. Just for... <laughs> just... <laughs> to get you through to the end. Yeah. Well, they could just cut out a lot of the bollocks. There's so much bollocks on WrestleMania that they could just do away with. Yeah, oh, when, it took half an hour for people to come and walk and stand out on the stage and then walk oh, back in again. Oh, when the dance break happened. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, are you... This is a troll. (laughs) Here's last year's Hall of Fame, or last night's Hall of Fame winners from the show you could have watched last night if you cared, but we're making you see it now anyway. I wish I I was there, though. The Bret Hart incident. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, I forgot, but it would have been interesting, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Dash Wilder, what a lad. Um, (laughs) Smacking that guy, good lad. Uh... I don't condone any physical violence whatsoever. Uh, anyway, uh, top five results. Uh, WrestleMania 35 got 19 points. TakeOver Cardiff got 25 points. Wrestle Kingdom 13 finished third with 28 points. AEW Double or Nothing finished second with 33 points. And overwhelming winner here was NXT TakeOver New York with 47 points. Uh, Jason Chen, myself and Chris gave TakeOver New York 10 points. Um Honorable mentions, uh, Mike gave 10 points to TakeOver War Games, and Sam, you gave 10 points to Best of Super Juniors Final from New Japan. I did indeed. Let's move on to Best Female. My voice is going, so I'm going to be brief. Uh, The nominees are Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, and Tessa Blanchard. Um, Let's start off with the two WrestleMania main eventers. First and foremost, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Um... Terrific year for both women, right? Yeah, yeah. undoubtedly. Uh, Chan, do you want to add anything? <laughs> well, I think it should go to Becky. I mean, she pushed the whole... St- if people don't read, like, dirt sheets or anything, the whole plan was for Ronda versus Charlotte to be WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't even think at that time it was considered to be the closing match of be the main event. But Becky, she put the women division on... F- um, she brought it straight to the hot seat. You know, I think I don't even think there'll be an Evolution pay per view if it wasn't for Becky bringing so popular. Uh, the Evolution 
was kind of announced before the summer sound, so But relevance wise. Um Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella was one. Oh yeah, seats. because that's that's a really money maker match, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Nikki yeah. Bella, work that's really good Nikki Bella. <laughs> oh, no, all right. I, oh, oh goodness, I'm not no, going to defend Nikki Bella right now, but she's not as bad as everyone makes her out to be. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and then anyway, I think also the advertisement mm. that Becky brought, uh, you know, the promotional stuff she brought outside of WWE, everyone was paying attention to her, like. They weren't covering women's wrestling, but they're covering Becky Lynch. Oh mm. uh, yeah, we. Uh, and us... she made the cover of Two K. First yeah, woman, uh, right? Yeah, first cover yeah. to make the WWE Two K uh, series and. Uh, Shame about the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, their radio science says a lot about it. Uh, hashtag <laughs> when you when you see hashtag ad, you know it's not genuine. Um, so uh, yeah. Both uh, myself, Sam and Chen gave Becky Lynch 10 points uh, just for the record. So will will she win out? We don't know yet. Uh, let's talk briefly about uh, one that got nominated for 10 points, Shayna Baszler. Uh, terrific year in NXT. Is she the most dominant woman in NXT history, Chen? I love her. She's amazing. She, but she's, she, she carried NXT's women division. And I think she's done everything possible, but now she just needs to go to the main roster and do more. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I think she could very well win the women's role like, and, um, and uh, so beat Becky Lynch at Mania. I was really happy when they did the whole um, invasion angle, including NXT for Survivor Series, and Shayna got to show off her talent to the main roster world. So I think she'll yeah. be a big star. Yeah, I... I mean, big star in WWE these days is very difficult, but I think she's been absolutely terrific. Uh, she's improved a lot in the ring as well um, over the past year, uh, especially, you know, she's in her late 30s. I mean... Is to, she? I didn't yeah, yeah to, do, to, do, to do what she does. I believe so. To do what she does uh, and to improve uh, that late, uh, late age for the sport anyway is just phenomenal. So uh, oh, yeah. kudos to her as a performer. Uh, yeah, I just she's great at NXT, but she's still going to end up jobbing to Charlotte Flair on the uh, main roster. That's oh, I mean, she 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 won. I don't think I think they rate her higher. I think she's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Mark my words, I predict. All right, all right, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about Rhea Ripley who dethroned Baszler. Um, want to watch winner, um. What do we think of uh, briefly? What do we think of Rhea? I think she's great. She's really talented, and she's got an interesting character. But the question is, can she keep hot? Can she make people tune into the women's division in NXT like Shayna did? I think so. Like I think she can be equally dominant. Like um, NXT has had a lot of dominant face champions across men and women's division. Whether it's like Finn Balor, Bailey, Paige. Uh, Oscar, you know, uh, NXT's women's division has always thrived with a dominant champion. So if you have Rhea Ripley near the top of the uh, as a dominant champion, then I think absolutely uh, she could carry the momentum that Bayes has uh, given to the division. Yeah, I mean, she's our one to watch. She's got incredible yeah. potential. NXT's yeah. all about building stars. She's in the hot seat for that to happen to her. 
one person that could potentially dethrone her is Io Shirai. Segway. Uh, what do you think of Io's heel turn? Uh, was it one of the best heel turns in the year? I, yeah, I'm let I think so. On to that. Yeah, and also, um, I don't know when all these Japanese wrestlers come into NXT, they're normally faces, so it's kind of cool to see someone become a heel. Yeah, like Asuka was kind of a tweener after a while, but um, yeah, I think um, I think the four-fledged heel turn really did a lot of favors, and that match with Candice Array is definitely worth noting. Um, and last but not least, uh, Sam Tessa Blanchard, uh, Oi, future I- future Impact World Champion, future everything World Champion. She's like probably one of the best wrestlers alive, like today. Yeah, uh, like, uh, she's incredible. That match with Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary brutal, and then she just continues to deliver every show I've ever. She's been fantastic. Yeah, I I have um, I've had the pleasure of seeing her live, and uh, she's just she's just awesome. And it was, it was very close between her and Becky getting the full ten points. That, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I th- the only reason why I gave it to Becky was just because main event at WrestleMania and just all the feats that she's accomplished. It's more of an impact than no pun intended than what Tessa's delivered. But that's yeah, just because, I, I, yeah, that's just because of the size of the market more than exactly. I, I, that's uh, what I was going to say. Is like it's not that Tessa couldn't do that. It's just that she hasn't. Yeah, but I, I will say this: what incredible! All six women that have been absolutely incredible uh, talents, every single one of them. So you know. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Just um, give her all the money she wants, AEW, and then build your women's division around her. No, I just, see, on. this is this is the only thing, the only time that I want WWE to sign um, someone over AEW, just because I mean, who's a real horsewoman? You know, Tessa Blanchard do, does force. That's oh, money. Yeah, that's, true, yeah. that's money, and that's undeniable. Unless, oh my goodness, but her dad's her dad's Sean Spears' best pal, isn't he? That doesn't mean anything. Like she could have signed for AEW by now, but chosen Impact yeah, true, and uh, true, true. wise decision. Um, so let's just go through the top six. Uh, Charlotte Fair finished uh, fifth on twenty five, uh, twenty six points. Io Shirai is fourth with twenty eight points. Uh, joint third, Shayna Baszler and Tessa Blanchard with thirty six points. In second place, Rhea Ripley with thirty eight points, and the overwhelming winner. It was 55 out of potential 60 points was Becky Lynch. Uh, as I said, Sam, myself, uh, Chen, and Chris all gave her 10 points. Uh, Jason and Mike gave Shayna Baszler 10 points. So there you go. And on to the best male superstar, our final award. And uh, in alphabetical order, here are the nominees. Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt, Cody, Johnny Gargano, John Moxley, and Will Ospreay. Let's start with Adam Cole. Baby, um, Jason gave uh, Adam Cole ten points. Um, do, do you think he's worthy of being a top ten guy in our list? I think he is definitely six feet tall, and so therefore worthy of being in the top ten. Wow, sarcasm, uh, Chen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's definitely deserves a number one spot, but. I didn't give him the number one spot because, so he he's not. I think the number one spot sh- should go to a solo act. 
in my opinion, this year. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I sorry, you yeah, go, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I disagree. Uh, Adam Cole was the three best matches in probably, uh, well, I wouldn't say NXT history, but two of the best matches in NXT history at TakeOver uh, New York oh. and TakeOver 25 with Johnny Gargano. He stands on his own as an NXT champion. Um, he would yeah, be a star. Right he, 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 he'd be a star regardless of the Undisputed Era. And I say that as a person who is an absolute Kyle O'Reilly fanboy. Um, so... You know, yeah. Adam Cole, Adam Adam Cole's great. He doesn't need the undisputed era. The undisputed era need him. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of agree with Broad, even though I didn't actually give him any points. I didn't think it was <laughs> to score him. I I don't. I'm sorry, I don't watch NXT more. If you it's... watched, I mean, if you watched the two takeovers, that's just enough to nah, surely. Anyway, um, speaking of ten points, uh, Chan, you gave Bray Wyatt ten points. Yep. Because he shifted the company. Um, I'll give you one example of how important he is to company. Uh, for example, we know that WWE had the $1 billion contract with SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the people at, um, was it Fox. Fox? Yeah, Fox. They wanted Bray Wyatt. Like, it was, it, they demanded that they have Bray Wyatt on the show. And that just shows how powerful Bray Wyatt as a character has become and how important he is. I think um, they had. I think they had quite a few demands. They demanded Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar, and Becky Lynch as well. And they yeah, they got them. Brock Lesnar for like three weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. But yeah. like, we also talk about comebacks. Bray Wyatt had the big comeback this year, like we said. Mm. Um, and he just keeps. He's something fresh and keeps the fan entertained. Adam Cole, you know what you're gonna get from Adam Cole. Same with any of the other wrestlers in the list. To me, Bray Wyatt has made WWE interesting. Um, and, you know, you cannot watch WWE. You might just decide just to tune into Bray Wyatt's segment and that's it. But that's yeah, how he has made the main roster interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, everything that Bray Wyatt has done in terms of a character and, like, getting people engaged has been absolutely amazing, probably more so than any other wrestler this year. Uh, I-, I will give you that, but his in-ring work, questionable, I would say. Oh, uh, yeah, he hasn't had, like, the five-star match this year. Yeah. I'll give you that. Speaking of a wrestler that had a five-star match, and you gave him ten points, uh, Cody, Sam. Yeah, I think he deserves wrestler of the year because in when you define the category, factor both in-ring promo character and impact on the industry and it's that last bit that i think pushes cody to be the top of this list you he uh, like him and tony khan i know you said tony khan started aew but really <laughs> cody just needed a money man didn't he it, it's cody i'm stirring the pot i'm stirring the pot i know you are i i lay out the bait and you bite on it every time every, every I know, time i say but anything bad about AEW. People just bite on it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm I'm very easy to troll, but like you, you can't deny that. Like, yeah, Tony Khan on his own wouldn't have been able to get that promotion. Wait, where quick I was, question. And it's all Cody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who has more power, Cody or the Bucks in AEW? Is it Cody? Cody. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I don't I know. I thought it was a th- triple I, joint event. He's adventure. the VP of operations. I I, I I don't know, and to be honest, I don't really think about it too much. As long as they um. Book it well. I think that's all matters. Yeah. Certainly, the way it's presented on screen, certainly, is that Cody is like the guy in charge of the company, and the Young Bucks are kind of 
merchandise people. Yeah. Do you think um, Cody? Do you think Cody will change his surname from Rose to Jarrett? No. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just thought I'd make that joke about superstars booking themselves. Um, yeah. yeah, that that didn't that didn't land at all. Uh, it it kind of didn't. No. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. I was doing a great well, job as I was doing a pretty good job as host before that point, and now it's just gone dead. Uh, but yeah, with our mistakes. Yeah, I think in terms of impact, yeah, uh, to the industry, I, it's hard to dispute Cody. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, in terms of in-ring work and character work and the journey of a character, though, I decided to give my ten points to the next nominee on this list, uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, the man just keeps having the top matches on takeovers. Like there's undeniably the most consistently entertaining wrestler uh, in the history, in the short history of NXT, but it's still a history nonetheless. Definitely the best wrestler in WWE in the past five years. Um, uh, I, I can't give it to anyone else other than Johnny Gargano. So that's why he gets ten points. Chen, what do you make of Johnny Gargano? Yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to argue with you because he is that damn good. Um, like, Triple Champ- H. like Champa, it was great that he went heel. He needed the character change. Mm. And he's been putting that off really, really well. Yeah. I th- it's just, I one thing, when I, for some reason, when I think Gargano now, I just think about that comment he made. Apparently, was, was it him? He keeps calling himself Mr. NXT. Like, he doesn't want to go to the main roster, does yeah, he? Yeah, he said it's his home and he's not going anywhere. Yeah, as much as much as NXT for life. But yeah, I, I, don't blame, I don't blame guys though. Like, you know, sure, you might have had that dream of going to WrestleMania, but if you're having like the time of your life in NXT and... But you're stopping your by, potential. That's what I, I, well, no, no, I don't think so. Like, they're getting paid higher now because NXT's on USA. And... They're happier. And, oh, yeah, they you know, are getting main roster money. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, they're happier. You're more creatively fulfilled. I mean, we can yeah, but go in the, the wrestling rest- world. Don't you want to be bigger? Like in WrestleMania, it dep- whole- depends what you want. I think this is something want. interesting that wrestling fans seem more than fans of any other form is that if someone isn't making huge amounts of money, people think they're kind of worthless. It's strange how much stock people set in like wrestler salaries as to how good they are you could still be like the best artist in the world and make enough to live comfortably and not be on the main roster you know especially as nxt continues to draw but i'm just saying that's a brand i think the gargano brand could be much bigger like he could he like you know like how wwe looks always looks for the john cena roman reigns gargano could have been one of them but mm. yeah i guess well, I don't know, I... if i was in the wwe i'd pick living in florida and getting to do my best work in front of a crowd of incredibly passionate people over being on the road 300 days a year in front of a bunch of wankers no offense to any americans listening uh or me um <laughs> oh well i mean i was referring to the main roster wankers I, i'm only saying that because the it's, crowd at the madison square listen. garden show was so fucking bad okay. wow okay all right we're going sidetracked but yeah go on let's great get to the results and we've got two more to go through god damn it this is why i'm trying to get through it john moxley uh consistently been very good this year very entertaining an absolute paradigm shift to the industry uh oh, nice. yeah, yeah. see what i did but uh yeah his stuff in new japan AEW been stuff of uh great entertainment but chen you didn't put him down in your uh, top 10 surprised 
Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, Ambrose has always just been doing what he does. It's Moxley. Just... Sorry, sorry. Moxley's been doing what he does. Like I said, I've always expected this type of talent from him, but it's just that he was held back. But the problem with, the problem with Moxley is the first thing I think of him is like him shitting on the WWE with his Talk is Jericho podcast and everything like that. I just feel like he needs to still break away from that umbrella, like, of that shadow, like, oh, yeah, I used to be part of the Shield. I think he's done a great job. Um, Uh, Don't get me wrong, I loved his matches, but it's just when I think of Moxley, I just think he needs to do more, because I always think, oh, Shield, WWE, him shitting on WWE, people asking questions about WWE. Wow, chance on Steve Austin. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You need to do more. You need to do more. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 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 joking aside, I, I I get your point. He still has that like WWE rub on him, which you know might put some people off. So fair enough. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Will Osprey. Uh, Sam, you came close to giving him the full ten. Yeah, I think in terms of in ring story, Will Osprey is probably one of the best in in the world. Yeah, uh, and and then out outside the ring, impact on the industry as well. He's put British indie wrestling on the map. He's like one of their top boys that didn't go and form NXT UK. Really, people who watch have never watched indie wrestling know who Will Osprey is. Yeah, like, Will o- yeah. Will Osprey is fantastic. Do you think he is going to be one of the next big things in Japan, or is he going to be stuck at junior heavyweight? I think no, he's he's not. I reckon him losing the belt to oh shit, sorry, spoilers, everyone. Uh, if you Who haven't cares? seen Wrestle Kingdom 2020, I'm very sorry, uh, but I've said it now. So yeah, him losing the belt to Takahashi um, at Wrestle Kingdom uh, is kind of him passing on the torch. And actually, at New Year's Dash, they set up a match between him and Zack Saber Jr. for the British Heavyweight Title. Uh, which Ooh. is the Rev Pro belt, and he said he wants to be he wants to push Rev Pro into like being a big company that's where he's making his home now so i reckon we're going to see will osprey heavyweight will osprey having some blinding matches just up the road from me in new york hall this year yeah and uh, not with josh bodum hopefully um, no, well, no he's gone don't even mention that cunt's name sorry i said that word oh uh, you have to bleep that out now by the way yeah sorry uh... god damn it <laughs> yeah, well um... Some some might agree with the sentiment. Um, <laughs> Most people would. Yeah, battering a referee. What a what a you know what. <laughs> um, <laughs> the second time we mentioned the C bomb on this podcast, I'm not pleased. A scoundrel. Uh, yeah, at least, at least I least called him. At least someone called a murderer. A dirty diddler. We can't yeah. take that gimmick infringement. Anyway, oh, let's. Yeah. Uh, Let's stop being distracted and let's uh, close out the show because Chen's getting anxious about the Manchester United result. Um, Adam Cole finished sixth with 25 points. In fifth, uh, fourth place, sorry, Will Ospreay with 26 points. In joint third is Johnny Gargano and John Moxley on 28 points. In second place is Cody with 30 points. And the overwhelming winner with 50 points is Bray Wyatt. Chen, you're the only person to give Bray Wyatt 10. Sam, you gave 10 to Cody. Uh, I gave 10 to Johnny Gargano. Uh, Jason gave 10 to Will Ospreay. Mike gave 10 to Adam Cole. And honorable mention, Chris gave 10 to Chris Jericho, uh, who came close to being in the nominated list. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you know, he did all that I, stuff this year. Yeah, he did all that stuff this year, and I didn't even put Chris Jericho in the top 10. You know who I put in the top 10 over Chris Jericho? 
uh, Tetsu. Tetsuya Naito. Yes. Who, I mean, great guy as he is. Probably a better 2020. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> only 22 um, men got uh, nominated uh, in that list. So was, uh, we kind of all acquiesced around the same sort of guys. Um, so yeah. Anyway. I think that was a terrific show, maybe a terrifically long show. So if you're still listening, listener, thank you very much uh, for joining us on our special Big Dogs episode. Uh, join us next year for next year's Big Dogs. But however, we can do also podcast before then. Yeah, That's, it's Sam, like this is sorry, <laughs> Sam. Do not interrupt my outro. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I Chad, just do you to want to get clear. in and interrupt the outro? No. All right, good. Right, I'm going to wrap this up, Sam. Sorry, you made it sound like we're just going to not do any shows for another... But, I was going to say, but next week. Anyway, so next week, uh, we'll be discussing our top 10 matches of the decade, first of our I Love 2010 series that we'll be running throughout this year. Until next time, remember to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a five-star review where possible if you enjoy the show. And do not forget to subscribe. And that's the bottom line, because this pod said so. Mic drop.